In today's show, I'm looking back at my preseason bust video. Let's see how we did. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Yesterday, I looked back at my preseason sleeper video. Today, I'm going to look back at my preseason bust video and have a look at which guys I think were, which guys I thought in the preseason were ranked too highly and how that ended up panning out. So, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go to Yahoo first. Not as many on Yahoo as ESPN, which is basically always the way it is, but I think fared okay with these ones. They had Russell Westbrook at 24. Yeah, that, that's not right, is it? He was the 102nd ranked player this year in category leagues. Yes, he played a lot of games. He was really bad in them. Even on total value, he didn't push inside the top 60. In a points league, I get it. There is a massive discrepancy between Russell Westbrook's points league value and category league value. But seems though the majority of leagues are category leagues, if you took Russell Westbrook at 24, you weren't very happy with it, were you? Pretty poor... Um, Pretty poor position to have uh, taken him. And yeah, I called that one out. I didn't, I didn't like that one. When I did a show, I did two sleeper shows last year and two bus shows. One of them was right at the very start of fantasy draft process, like 10th of September or something, right? And on that show, in my sleeper show, I had Kyrie Irving because he was ranked like 24th or something on Yahoo. Yeah, that's too low. And then, of course, straight after that show, or yeah, a week or so, it came out, hey, guys, Kyrie is not vaccinated. And he's not going to be able to play in home games. Oh, by the way, he's not going to play in any games. So that looks stupid. Obviously, didn't have that information at the time. In this one, we had the information. And Kyrie's ADP or rank on Yahoo moved from like 23, I think, down to 33, which was still insanely high. Now, Irving, on a per-game basis this year, was amazing. The sixth-ranked player. No problem with that at all. He could, eat, you know, I think I said he was be like a top 10 or top 11 per-game guy. Like, nope, absolutely great. The problem is, is he was 144th on total value. He played 30 games. So once we knew at this point that Kyrie wasn't going to be able to play any games because the the team wouldn't play him, and then we knew that there'd be a chance maybe they'd bring him back for road games or maybe there'd be an allowance to play in home games, but we didn't know that was going to happen. This was an absolutely insane spot to take him at 33. And if you took him at 33, end of the third round, middle to end of the third round, I don't think it worked out particularly well for you. If you got him in the 70s or 80s, and you had the ability to stash him in IL+, it's not a bad result for the sixth-ranked player on a per-game basis who, when you hit the end of the year in fantasy playoffs, he was rolling. But a lot of luck involved in that, that he was actually allowed to play in home games by then. But 
any logic behind taking him at 33. It just, it didn't exist. This one, I fucked up. At Jar Jarrett Allen was at 61. I said, no, 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 no. I'm not going to buy that. I, I don't buy Jarrett Allen at 61 at all. Where is he taking the big step forward? How is it going to work with Markinen and Love and Mobley? How are they all going to work together? How's Allen going to play? Well, he just took huge steps forward. He beat this number easily. 41st ranked player this year, he was. He only played 56 games. The finger injury ruined any value in fantasy playoffs, of course. Um, on a total value, he was still 59th. So still good numbers. I just didn't see Jarrett Allen, who the year before was nowhere near this, um, getting to this level. He improved 68 from the field, 71 from the line. Huge numbers there. He averaged 16 and 11. I just didn't see Jarrett Allen being able to score as much as he did, improve his free throws as much as he did, or play as many minutes as he did. I'll wear that one. Not, did not see that coming at all. The next two, though, I'm very happy with. Brooke Lopez was ranked at 91. That was way too high for me. He wasn't even top 100 the year before that. Um, of course, I didn't know he was going to have back surgery after one game. But irrespective, I think it was still way too high to have him. He ended up as the 135th ranked player on a per-game basis. He played 23 minutes a night in 13 games. If you took him at 91, you regretted it. Yes, there is a little bit of luck there because of the injury. I still think he wouldn't have finished in that area. And then the next guy, Big Mitchie Robinson. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. He was ranked 88th when I did this video. And I don't even know where he finished the season, so I'm just going to bring this up. He finished 118th. So, yes, the free throws were disgusting. And if you punt free throws, he was probably... Actually, let's have a look on a punt free throw rank, which, again, is not the best way of determining value because if you punt free throws, it means you know, that you take everyone else who's good at free throws out of the mix when he really should just be looking at you know punting worst category type numbers. But let's just do it this way because I don't have the other numbers off the top of my head. Mitch Robinson was 60th in a punt free throw rank. So maybe 88th was probably about right if you were willing to punt that category. If you were in Roto or you weren't willing to punt it, then it was, it was a terrible pick. There was always the risk of Noel and Robinson splitting some minutes. That didn't really eventuate. Robinson really took hold of the, of the role later in the year. Um, but I still think 88 was probably not the right spot to take him. It's close. But it probably wasn't, probably wasn't the right area to grab him. I would say, but that one's that one's on the borderline. Better lines are not on the borderline because they are clearly your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. You can find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. I know that Bet Online has got Brooklyn as the underdogs against the Celtics. So if you think the next can, Nets can beat the Celtics, I don't. Um, go in there and you can have a bet on that over at Bet Online. So head to that website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action. Bet Online is where the game starts. Let's flick it over to some ESPN busts. How do they look for comparison? How do I look in terms of you know, where, what I was saying about them? Well, we already talked about this. Kyrie Irving, they had at 31. Yep, shocking pick. Zion at 13. Disgraceful. Really horrible. We knew at this point they had a broken foot and David Griffin lied to us, said he'd be ready for the start of the season. Oh, I just said he'd be ready in the season. Well, that obviously was a lie as well because he hasn't play, didn't play a game. But once you knew that Zion had a broken foot and there was doubt about him starting the season, you can't take blokes coming into the year with a significant lower body injury. You just can't do it. 
Upper body injury, I don't care. Broken arm, no problem. Shoulder issue with Siakam, not a worry. Right? You got a big discount on him. Backs, groins, knee injuries, any of that shit, torn Achilles, you, you can't do it. When they're going to miss the start of the year, you can't do it. And that was bad. That's just an absolutely burnt pick. Now, I thought that DeJounte Murray at 27 was ludicrous. Absolutely stupid. Yahoo had him at ADP of 51. So they were wait. And that's sort of where I had him in that 60 zone, I think, is where I had him. He finishes the eighth ranked player. So for me to call him a bust at 27 was foolish from me. Granted, I did not expect him to average 21, 8, and 9. This is a guy who in the past has not been a good passer. And in the past, with many players, when we see their usage rise, their defensive stats disappear. Well, he's didn't. He somehow still got two steals. He's never been a good shot blocker. He was able to get 79 from the line, which is huge. He was 46 from the field, which is not disgusting. He hit some threes. But 21, 8, and 9 with two steals is just gigantic fantasy numbers. I didn't see it in him. I did not see DeJounte Murray being able to take on the number one usage role on a team. Also, up the assists to that level. That is Nine assists is a stupendous amount for a bloke who has never been a good passer. I just didn't see it coming. He went from 15, 7, and 5 to 21, 8, and 9. Like the per 36 numbers went from 18 to 22 points. Eight rebounds to 8.6, fair enough. But six assists to 9.5 assists. That's an over 50% increase in his assist rate. Even his steal rate went up. His efficiency went up. His true, it's not good, but it went from 51 to 53. Didn't see it coming. And I think there's, there's a thing we need to watch for in fantasy. We can look at this and go, Josh, you were wrong. And you know what? Fucking yes, I was. I was wrong. I was way off. I said that do not draft Dejounte Murray at 27. And if you draft him at 27, it's a massive win. But I think, and this is not to defend myself, because I happily admit I'm wrong, but the process you've got to look at. You could pick any random player who was, where was DeJounte Murray ranked last season? 66th, 85th year before that. Like 60, so 66th. You could pick any random player in that 60 zone. And you can say, well, I think he's a top 10 player. right? And you will just be wrong most of the time. I saw what he did, and I didn't expect him to take on the massive usage spike with an efficiency spike, with a defensive stat spike, with an assist spike. Putting all those things together, I think if I project that stuff out, it's irresponsible to suggest it. Because how do I pick the player that's going to do that, which bucks norms and trends, to say this guy is going to increase all of these things? Yeah, I had his I had his usage increasing, sure. I didn't have assist rate jumping up that much or steals maintaining because it's just hard to do that stuff. So while we look at this, if I still had the same information I had at the time, like I don't look at that and go, well, my my thought process was way off. Yeah, I thought Derek White would take on more usage because he was the better scorer and shooter before this season. He obviously didn't take that step forward. Um, And I, I can't say that I would have said, you know, picking DeJounte is going to be a top 20 player uh, I, I don't. I, I wouldn't have. Exp- I couldn't have projected that with the information we had at hand. Even if he was going to see some more assists and some more usage with DeRozan moving, for him to do what he did, and to say that 27 would have been a steal, I think would have would have been incorrect. 
So I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm talking through this as I'm looking at it. Like, was my thought process wrong? A little bit, but not massively. Again, if I just go wild on a player, let's just look at the rankings this year and look at someone in the 70s. So let's look at, at Kevin Porter, great example, 73rd ranked player, averaged 15, 4, and 6. If I came out and said, well, you know what, guys? Kevin Porter is now going to average 22, 8, and 9 with two steals, and he's going to shoot um, yeah, 46 and 80 from the from the line. Like You'd think I was actually, and we'll take him at 27. Yeah, they've traded Christian Wood. Jalen Green, knock on wood, it hasn't happened. It's torn his ACL in the preseason. It's all on Porter. The usage is going to spike. Like you would, I still feel that you would be insane to pick him at 27. I hope all of that makes sense. Fingers crossed it does. Ben Simmons I had at 30 as a bust. At this point, we knew he was holding out. You, you couldn't do it. You couldn't take him there. I thought it would get resolved at some point. Didn't. He got traded. Never played a game. That was a huge, obvious bust. Karis LeVert at 46. Oh, again, obvious. Made no sense to pick him at 46. Absolutely none. He was the 110th ranked player this year. He entered the season with a fractured back as well. He's never been a player who's a top 50 guy. Never. Poor efficiency, poor defensive stats. He was sharing the ball in Indiana. And then he ended up going to Cleveland, which we couldn't predict. But that, that never made any sense at all. Colin Sexton at 49 made no sense to me. A, I don't think he's that good. Even before he got hurt, on a per-game basis, per-game, Colin Sexton was the 208th-ranked player. Now, I expect he would have been better than that as the season went on. But at 49 was an insane pick, I think. I like Jakob Pertl, but I didn't like him at 55, and I was wrong. He was somehow the 34th-ranked player. He averaged 13-9 with 1.7 blocks, and he was in a punt-free-throw situation. Sorry. Those numbers I was giving you before uh, were incorrect about um, Colin Sexton. I'm just going to bring that back up. Colin Sexton was 230th, not not 210th, what I was saying. Um, if you look at... Who am I looking at here? Um, now, Karis LeVert's numbers were wrong as well. My, my, my apologies. 122nd he was. I was looking at the wrong thing. Um, Jakob Pertl. If you punt free throws, he was 34th. Without it, he was 77th. His uh, draft position was 55. So much like Mitchell Robinson, I, I don't know if I'm wrong or if I'm right with ha saying he's a bust at 55. Yeah, in punt free throws, he was 34th. But again, if you just go into a ranking situation and turn on the punt free throw toggle and draft off that list, you will lose your league. It is as simple as that. You will lose your league. You go, look at that. I've got... Yeah, 10 top 60 guys in this build, but you will lose if, if you do that way. So I'm not sure how I feel about that Purtle one. It's probably on the fence. Jalen Suggs at 60, that's a clear win. Like, a, there was no way that... I liked Suggs, and I was off on him, but him at 60 is it was insanity. It was always crazy, and I called that out as being crazy on that show, and that worked out pretty okay for me. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Am I crazy for telling you how good Built Bar is? No, I'm not. Because A, they're paying me to, but also it is great. I've got boxes and boxes of Built Bar here. And instead of going for a disgusting protein bar that tastes like a shoe, I love shoes, but I don't like eating them. Instead of getting a candy bar, which full of calories and fat and sugar, I'll just get Built Bar because it will be a great treat, 
tastes delicious and it's high in protein, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories in most of these bars and just four grams of sugar. So head to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll save yourself 15% off your order of Built Bars. Built Bar is built different. When you're looking for parts for your car, there's only one place to go. And that's not your local chain auto parts store. I hate disgusting protein bars. I also hate local chain auto parts stores because Rock Auto is the place where you need to go. Why would you spend more money, 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts when you can just get it on your computer, on your phone at rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business serving auto parts customers online for the last 20 plus years. Whether it's brake parts or tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet, Rock Auto has everything that you need for your car or truck. So go to that website, rockauto.com, and check all those parts available. The great catalog. Check them all out. And in their how did you hear about us box right locked on so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Let's go back to some more ESPN busts. Pretty happy with most of the ones on this list, to be honest, except for one. Um, Buddy Heald, they had it 63. I mean, why? He was 97th overall, and that was really rescued by some insane minutes and big bumps in assists when he was in Indiana. He ended up averaging 15, 4, and 3 with under a steal, hitting three threes per game, but a putrid 41% from the field. It just, there was no point to take a three-point specialist at pick 63 in the sixth round. Equally, absolutely no reason to take Andrew Wiggins at pick 70. The all-star starter was the 129th ranked player this year. And yes, I know, ESPN's ranks are for points leagues. That's fine. That doesn't stop that when you go into a category league draft, you are presented with the players ranked in this order. So you can have your other tab open and their other their other stuff is, is weird anyway. But when you go into a draft, the players were ranked this way. And people would have been sucked into taking Andrew Wiggins, which is point, the point of my show is doing this. It's like, hey, don't get sucked into this. If you see Andrew Wiggins at 70, please don't do it. 110th, sure. 100th, maybe. 120th, maybe. I don't know. 70th? No, not a chance. Montrez Harrell. This one was insane. He was 50th. 50th. He's not very good. He finished the year 147th. 50th. There was a stage at the start of the year where he was like putting up top 20 numbers. And I remember looking, I I don't get it. I don't know what's happening. His impact numbers are all through the roof. And then it just reverted back to being, this is Montrezl Harrell, a guy who needs high usage, can only play against bench guys because he gets killed against starters um, low minutes, cooks you defensively. All that to be fair, he put up some good numbers when he started this season. But at 50, you'd have to be like actually insane to have drafted him there. There was absolutely no reason. Imagine putting him at 50 and Jonas Valanciunas at 115 or Jordan Poole at 266. That's what those rankings told you. I got plenty of things wrong. But there's no, um, there's just no no rationale behind it. Like, what's, what's the point of having him that high? None. There isn't one. Spencer Dinwiddie, they had at 66. Even when he played better in Dallas, he was nowhere near this. He was 152nd. He is not a good fantasy player. He had like a two or three week stretch in Dallas of being good. He was atrocious in Washington. He's a low rebound, very low rebound, low three-point volume, insanely low steals, low blocks, bad free throw, bad field goal percentage guy who gets by on high usage. 
He averaged 14, 4, and 5 with 0.7 steals. This was crazy to me. And this is all the almost the op, well, not the opposite. It's like the DeJounte Murray situation. They looked at him and go, oh, well, he, now he's going to be a starter in Washington. So therefore, he's going to be great at fantasy. The Murray one worked out. This one, nowhere near it. Devontae Graham at 88. So that was a bust. Yeah. 172nd ranked player. That was one I was avoiding. That one worked out pretty well. He was bad and he lost so much value as the season went on. If the season went for another two months, he wouldn't have been a top 200 guy. He ended up with 12, 2, and 4 with under a steal, shooting 36 and 84. They're just bad numbers. And the last one? Yep, this one's bad for me. Scott Barnes. Now, on the sleeper video yesterday, Scotty Barnes was ranked 260th or something on Yahoo, which was obviously crazy low, and there was great value in that. Him at 101 on ESPN, he finished 68th, by the way. Him at 101 on ESPN, I thought was too high. I don't want to take a risk on a rookie who is a low usage player who also can't shoot. And I thought when Siakam returned from injury, they'd push him to the bench. I didn't think they'd go, hey, we're going to start a lineup with no centers. I didn't think they would do that. They ended up doing it. And he he exceeded all my expectations, Scotty. I hated picking him at 101. 120, sure. 101 was too high. And that ended up being wrong, which is fine. We make mistakes, don't we? And that will do it for today's show. Tell me, which one of those do you think was the best or the worst call? Let me know in the comments below. Follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app here on YouTube. Thumb it up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.